0: Can score with the Jim Allen Group at the Jagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity. It's Burns with it. Patcheri one-time run right on Saros with the save. What a cannon from Reddy. That thing explodes off his stick. Kaniemi comes up with a puck. Side of the net, Teravainen. Now Pesci's grab. They score! Deflected out front. Stasny with a stick. Scoreboard on the power play. Now set for Natchez. Back for Sveshnikov. He hammers one. Stasny's second shot. Soros gets across. Oh, mercy. You see Soros has kept this a one-goal game. Could have been three on that shift. Alone. He makes a dangler around fourth round. Right. By Johansson, Jankowski was providing traffic out in front, and he'll get a stick to it. And it deflects past Piotr Kochetkov. 4-3 nationals. Ready? Lets it go out front. Svetchenkov doesn't get through and hits a body, a yawning net. But then somehow a leg gets in the way of that chance.
1: Welcome to the Canes Corner podcast with your host Adam Gold. The Canes Corner podcast is a part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. And now, here's Adam. Welcome to the Canes Quarter Podcast. I am Adam Gold, and that was weird. (laughs) The Hurricanes fall to the Nashville Predators 5-3 here at PNC Arena. They fire 67 shots at UC Soros and only get three past him and one of those needed a defenseman's skate and Paul Stasny's leg, the first goal of the game. That's how they got that one through. There were two beautiful goals for Carolina, but 67 shots on goal, only netted three. And Carolina, who had more than twice as many shots and over 100-shot attempts, Ends up on the short end of a 5-3 score. Second straight loss for the Hurricanes. Uh, we have a fair amount to talk about on the night that Max Pacioretty made his debut in a Hurricanes sweater. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. No place like it. Go check it out. Sammy Hanna's crew do a great job. And if uh, if you need any home improving. For the exterior of your home, like windows or siding or roofing or doors, they've got it, aluminumcompany.com. free no obligation estimate right there. All right, a couple of things. First, we'll talk about Max Pacioretty, who looked very good to me in his Hurricanes debut. Didn't look like a guy that had not played all year long. Uh, As a matter of fact, he fit right in with six shots on goal, nine attempts, and no goals. Kidding. Kidding. Just a joke. Just a joke. I don't know that the Hurricanes are cursed when it comes to scoring goals off tons of chances, but every single one of you understands that six, 67 shots on goal and three goals is there for the Hurricanes. We've seen this before. I thought UC Saros was great. So there's a, there's a, there are probably three or four main topics to discuss tonight. And we're going to spend a little bit of time on all of them. Uh, the first is Max ready drawing into the lineup for the first time. That was great. And as long as he stays healthy, he's going to score plenty of goals. And Carolina's, I think, going to be fine. And they're going to be fine anyway. So there's that. Andrei Svechnikov was named an all-star today by the NHL. There are still three more players to be selected, but Andre Svechnikov was named an All-Star, his first All-Star appearance, and he played about as dominant a game as you can play without getting on a score sheet. Svechnikov personally had five grade A chances and 10 scoring chances, you know, by himself. He was that good. How he did not have a goal tonight is surprising. It's really unlucky for Andre that he didn't produce a goal. It, his individual expected goals, according to Natural Statrick, was, 90, was .92. Basically, he should have scored. Brady Shea, who scored a great goal, think about this. Brady Shea, who scored a great goal, his individual expected goals was .3. That should tell you how great Svechnikov was tonight. Because Shea had a bunch of uh, scoring chances, too. Svechnikov had five grade-A scoring chances. Seth Jarvis had four. Paul Stasny had four. Derek Stepan had three grade-A scoring chances. Jordan Stahl had two. Sebastian Ajo had two. But Carolina... Only got a handful of those to go. A small handful, a tiny, a child's, an infant's handful to go. That's how you lose 5-3. to So, uh, Svetikov was really good. Pacioretty was really good. I thought Brett Pesci and Brady Shea and Brent Burns were really good. I mean, Carolina had a lot of really good performances, as you could expect, with 67 shots on goal. 105 shot attempts. I can't even believe I saw that number. I think Carolina had what, like 48 shot attempts in New York on Tuesday night, and again 67 shots on goal. Max Pacioretty's number. Welcome to the lineup, sir. But UC Saros was better than Piotr Kachetkov tonight by a lot. Part of that is Saros was great tonight. I mean, super, super great. But the other part of that is Kachetkov wasn't. Kachetkov was better in New York against the Rangers than he was tonight against Nashville. First goal, look, there were defensive breakdowns too. This was a team, this was a team breakdown. But on the power play goal, there's no coverage on Philip Forsberg, and he was allowed to skate from above the right faceoff circle where he took the pass. And he skated all the way down pretty much to the bottom of the circle. Nobody came at him. Kachetkov goes down, and Forsberg shoots up over him for an easy goal. You, you can't make yourself small. So he makes himself small in the first one. Uh, the second goal, the Matthias Ekholm goal, comes right off a of faceoff. Rod Brinimore talked about it. Was there a pick play? Sure. There are pick plays every time, right off a of faceoff, especially in the circle. And it got Ekholm Wide open, unencumbered, between the rings, right above the second hash mark. And, uh, again, Kachetkov goes down too early. And the whole upper part of the goal is there. And Ekholm makes it 2-2. Third goal, really just a good play by Mikhail Granlund. And he slides it across to, uh, who was the, uh, the goal scorer on the third one? Cody Glass. And that's Calvin DeHaan, just out of position. First time since November 23rd, I believe, that Calvin DeHaan and Jalen Chatfield had a minus night. And I think, for the most part, everybody played well. There weren't a lot of grade-A chances allowed. Just 10 all night. But some of them went in. Nashville did better with their chances than Carolina did with theirs. 27-10, 27-10, to grade-A scoring chance advantage for the Hurricanes. There's just no way that that adds up to a 5-3 loss, except it did. Except it did. So those, those three goals, they're really breakdowns defensively. The fourth goal, the game winner off uh, Mark Jankowski stick, my initial thought was that it was a bad goal, a really bad goal. Then I saw that it was deflected. And I thought Kachetkov might have gone down early, and he may have. But the more I watch that, the more I think that that goal was probably more unlucky for Kachetkov than anything else. It doesn't take away the first two, which I think he really played himself small. But I don't blame him on the third goal at all. And the more I look at it, the more I think the fourth goal is just it's a bounce. It's sort of like blaming UC Saros for Paul Stasny's goal that made it 1-0 Carolina. Off a skate, off a leg, and in. Hard to blame the goalkeeper for that one. And I'm not going to blame Piotr Kachetkov for the game-winning goal. Um, but again, two games since coming back after sitting out with a little bit of uh, bumps and bruises, and he's allowed a total of four goals that he wants back. Okay. Uh, I'm sure he'll be fine. I have not lost any confidence in Pyotr Kachetkov. And if I were Rod Brindamore, I'd go back to him in Columbus. About goaltending, you want to show faith in who you believe is your best chance of winning. And I do believe that the team thinks that their best chance of winning is Kachetkov, certainly over Ronta. If Freddie Anderson is capable of playing, I mean, I could see it. I could see Anderson getting back in the net on Saturday afternoon, 4 o'clock start, 3 o'clock storm watch. Dennis Cox will be handling that one. I could see that. But my guess is that if you're Rod Brindamore, you go back to Kachetkov and show him the confidence because between Kachetkov and Ronta, I think you're going to start Kachetkov. And I think you just have to get him back going and looking. He doesn't have to be spectacular. He just can't allow the bad goals. And we've had a couple of bad goals in each of the last two games. Uh, so that's just my feeling on that, but I think we will go back to Kachetkov unless Freddie Anderson is ready to play. Uh, and if that's the case, then they'll probably see what Freddie's got. And maybe Freddie gets going and gets on a roll, and uh, then Carolina's got some decisions to make with how they want to handle three goaltenders at the NHL level. And you could certainly just leave Ronta on mothballs and alternate Kachetkov and... And Anderson for a while, and just see how it plays out, and then ultimately you're going to make a decision, and the best one is going to play, whoever that is. The best goalie is going to play. It would be great if you knew you were getting the Freddie Anderson from a year ago, because the Freddie Anderson who played the first his first what seven starts eight starts wasn't all that good. It all depends on which Frederick Anderson you get. Adam Golden Studio with my friend Jeff Monsine, who used to be the owner operator of the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. His dad was as well. Sammy Hanna is now in charge. Let's talk about windows, or are they winders? I like to say winders because you winders, look like a winder guy. Yeah, but if you're thinking about custom-made windows, bay and bow windows, garden
0: windows, double hung sliders, all the windows are insulated, super energy efficient, tilt-in for cleaning. Give the aluminum company a call. One of the great salesmen will come out, give you a
1: free, no obligation estimate. Ryan can tell you a little can bit I more. Can I talk to one of the great salesmen? Yeah, talk to him. I have Ryan Monseen here. You know him. Do you have a favorite window? We do. My favorite's the double hung window like jeff said it tilts in easy to clean and it's energy star rated which means it's going to make your home a lot more airtight a lot more energy efficient too very good i like airtight i like energy efficient and i like the fact that you called your dad jeff aluminum company of north carolina on hamlin road in durham eight hundred six seven two forty three forty eight, 672 and aluminumcompany.com hurricane scored a power play goal that was nice tonight uh, it was the second unit getting it. It was the play that Brett Pesci's shot that deflected off a leg, uh, a skate, and then off Paul Stasny's leg. That was cool. They gave up a power play goal. That was uncool. There were some interesting moments in the first period with Matthias Eckholm. I didn't understand it. I thought the officiating in the first period was poor. I think the officiating from the, that point of the game on was excellent. Excellent. I don't know what they were doing in the first period. Um, Eckholm checks Marty Natchez into the Nashville bench, which I have no problem with. Clean check. Then as Natchez is trying to get out of the Nashville bench, Eckholm gives him another two-hand shove, keeps him in there, which I think's a penalty right there. But if you're just going to allow that, okay. But then Natchez does get out, and the puck is a hundred feet away, and Ekholm decks him. And somehow, nobody calls that. Nobody calls it. I I was shocked. Shocked that that penalty wasn't called. Next time Ekholm is out on the ice, he clearly um, roughs Yasperi Kodkiniemi. And then he spears him. Kokaniemi goes down. They call Coke. They call Ekholm for a interference, I think, and Kachetkov, and Kokaniemi for embellishment. Well, what is going on here? But it is what it is. Uh, the matching miners ended up giving Carolina a goal at four on four, and Brady Shea finished off a Brett Pesci play. I thought Pesci and Shea were both excellent tonight. Excellent tonight. Um, Pesci had two assists. Shea had his seventh goal. Pesci had one of the truly great defensive plays uh, to nullify a Ryan Johansson breakaway. Uh, just a beautiful, beautiful play with his stick, reaching over and around Johansson to deny the chance, knock the puck off his stick, and and just it doesn't even get a shot off. So uh, I thought Pesci was excellent. I really think, you know, for the most part, other than really just a few breakdowns and some goals that you'd like to have back, it's really hard to complain about what we saw tonight. I realize maybe it sounds like I've been complaining. Everybody's, I mean, you look at the shot totals and you go, how did you lose the game when you outshoot a team 67 to 25? And it wasn't like they were bad shots. Carolina had some incredible opportunities in front of the net. I mean, they had 27 grade A's according to Natural Stat Trick. So, there you go. Oh, just deep breaths, deep breaths. Um, but Patrick already looked good. Tavo Teravainen did not, and that's a bit of an issue. Still waiting for Tara Vinen to get going. Still waiting for Seth Jarvis, who had an otherwise pretty good night, I thought. Still waiting for Jarvis to figure it out. We are, basically, we're approaching the midpoint of the season. Seth Jarvis, who had, I believe, 17 goals a year ago, has six. Now, he's not that far off. Of where he was last year. But again. Much like Natchez last year versus the year before. There was an expectation to at least be as productive. As you were a year ago. And we're getting the opposite. Jarvis has been less productive. Than he was a year ago. I don't think his game is terrible. But it's also not great and i would say the same thing with teravinin who has shown flashes of true tavoism but for the most part it's just been flashes we need we need a, a rash of tavo not you know sporadic not just outbreaks we need a rash and we're not getting that right now from tavo teravinin and it's hard to believe, but if you're Rod Brindamore and we did see Max Pacioretty playing the left side with Ajo in the middle and Seth Jarvis on the right, I wouldn't be completely stunned to see Tevo, Teravainen, and Max Pacioretty flip and let Kokaniemi, Tevo, and Derek Stepan play if Stefan Nason can't get back in the lineup. I think, ultimately, Teravainen's going to go back on the right side of Ajo, and I would like to see Aho center Terravainen on the right and Patchioretti on the left and I really think that's what Rod was thinking about when they acquired Patchioretti in the offseason in the summer I think he was his in his mind Patchioretti would fit really nicely with Aho and Terravainen but without him it just it created the opportunity really for Natchez more so than Jarvis but ultimately, it created the opportunity for somebody who wasn't going to be in the top six. Remember, Stasny didn't start the season in the top six. Stasny actually started the season playing with Stahl and Fost. That didn't work out. They flipped Stasny and Martinuk, so the Stahl line took off, and that line was great again tonight. Best line for Carolina was the Jordan Stahl line. Second best line was Stasny, Svechnikov, and Natchez, and for the most part, it's because Svechnikov was a monster tonight. An absolute monster. So, Carolina sitting here at 25-8-6. and six. That ain't bad, 25-8-6. and six. And even after a, a night that will disappoint you because it's a loss, certainly played more than well enough to win, just lost a goaltending battle. And made some mistakes in their own end. 56 points. The Devils are stuck on 51 after a home loss to St. Louis. The Capitals and Rangers each won on the road. And they are on 50 points. The Metro is a beast. An absolute beast. And on top of that, you've got the Pittsburgh Penguins, who are out west tonight. And the Penguins are also right there. Uh, the Penguins have fit 44 points, even though the Penguins have uh, just been mediocre the last couple of weeks. The Islanders are in Edmonton, and they're stuck on 46 points. They've also been just okay the last couple of weeks, but the division is murderous. The top six teams in the division are all I mean, serious playoff caliber. And the Atlantic has three really good teams. Boston is the best. Toronto is outstanding. Tampa, we know what Tampa is, even though they have not been as good as they have in the past. Tampa's still great. So one of these teams, Pittsburgh, the Islanders, Washington, the Rangers, and New Jersey. One of those teams is not going to make the playoffs. Right now, Pittsburgh is uh, seven points from the Devils between sixth and second. But I don't necessarily think New Jersey has that much better of a chance of making the playoffs than do the Penguins. But one of those teams is not going to make the playoffs. And if if you had to basically scare me into giving you uh, an answer as to who won't. I think it won't be the Islanders, but the Islanders have the best goalie in that group, in Ilya Sorokin. So I don't know. If I, if you had to force me to give you an answer, I'd say the Islanders won't make it. But Washington has had tons of injuries, but it doesn't matter. They keep winning 7-1-2. and two. In their last 10 games. Alright, so the Hurricanes lost the hockey game. They were, the Rangers were better than them on Tuesday. Hurricanes lost. Carolina was better than Nashville tonight. Hurricanes lost. When you win 11 in a row, there's bound to be a little bit of a market correction. So maybe we're just staring at a market correction. I ain't worried about it, but I'll give you some shot total numbers uh, before we have to say goodbye. In terms of shots on goal, Andres Svechnikov's eight led the team. Again, is an all-star. Congratulations to him. And there's still a fan vote. Maybe Martin Natchez can get in there and be an all-star. Uh, he's obviously had a great season. He had an assist tonight. And Natchez now has 21 assists on the year. He leads Carolina in scoring. So, Svechnikov, eight shots on goal, 13 attempts. Brett Pesci had seven shots on goal, nine attempts. Pesci was, to me, the best player on the ice. Svechnikov right there as well. Max Pacioretty, Brady, Shea, Brent Burns, each six shots on goal. Shea had 12 total attempts. Stasny had five shots on goal and seven attempts. I mean... Carolina pumped a lot of shots at UC Soros and a lot of quality at UC Soros as well. Just couldn't get it past him in the third period. I asked Rod Brindamore about the third period problem uh, uh, today uh, on the radio, Thursday on the radio, for those of you scoring at home. And Rod said it's a non-issue, and he's probably right. But Carolina, who gave up two third-period goals tonight and did not score one, is now minus eight in the third period. So, I don't know. I don't know if it's not a problem or not. At, this, at for, for the time being, I am going to bow to the expertise of the head coach, but data says that Carolina isn't as good in the third period as they are in the first and second. In the first period, Carolina's plus 15. In the second period, they're plus 12. They were 1-1 and 2-2 in the first and second periods tonight. And in the third period, they are now minus 8. So, draw your own conclusions, I guess. But we'll see. Uh, And I am looking forward to seeing who's in net on Saturday in Columbus. Again, if it were me, I'd go back to the kid. I'd give him another crack because ultimately you're going to need him and you want a healthy, a a confident Pyotr Kachetkov, although I don't think confidence is really his issue. All right, we got to get out of here. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. No place like it. Uh, Sammy Hanna's crew do a great job and we invite you to go check them out online. Get a free no-obligation estimate there. Also, download, follow the Canes Corner Podcast wherever you get your podcast. Shows up in your phone as soon as uh, the podcast posts so you don't have to wonder whether or not it's happened. Oh, by the way, I can tell you right now, won't be a podcast Saturday. Saturday afternoon, there won't be a Canes Corner Podcast. I apologize in advance for that. Happy birthday to my wife. My gorgeous, tolerant wife turns 27 on Saturday. So we will be celebrating with chocolate milk and uh, vanilla ice cream. I have no idea what we're celebrating with, but it might be chocolate milk and vanilla ice cream. Who knows? We're fun that way. Anyway... Uh, so there won't be a Kane's Corner podcast on Saturday. There is, however, a bonus Kane's Corner podcast right now in the feed if you haven't checked. It is the ninth and final episode of the 25th anniversary podcast where me, Mike Sondheim, vice president of communications for the team, and Luke DeCock of the News and Observer reminisced about the best games in Hurricanes history. And I think you'll enjoy it. It was fun to do. So a 25th anniversary Canes Corner podcast is out. It dropped today. And I hope you'll check it out. And while you're at it, binge the whole series. I think there is some good storytelling in there. But that's just me. In any case, Canes lose 5-3 to Nashville. Back on the bike Saturday in Columbus until next week, Tuesday, I believe, here against the New Jersey Devils. Yeah. I'm Adam. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next time. You've been listening to the Kane's Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Yeah.
0: The Cane's Corner Podcast is a part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network.
1: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies.